Well, the legacy is massive. It's, I mean, we are living right now, as I sit in your studio, I'm sitting on land that legally belonged to Cheyenne and Arapaho uh, through the Treaty of Fort Laramie in 1851. Um, but long before that, for hundreds of years, they actually had migrated from more of the Great Lakes region before they came to Colorado, but they had lived here for hundreds of years before settlers came. And so think of the billion-dollar industries, the great amount of wealth and commerce and transportation and institutions and so forth that we've inherited. My being able to teach at DU and draw a paycheck uh, is directly linked to the removal of Plains Indians from their ancestral homelands. And they now are removed to reservations that are very poor, that are dealing with extreme unemployment, um, limited resources, energy companies trying to take the resources upon which they're, they sit right now, right? So those gaps between us, between my paycheck and the daily experiences of Cheyenne and Arapaho in Oklahoma, for example, are results of this legacy. And if, if we're honest about that, we might really be able to build relationships across that gap long-term relationships. And one of the things that we're hoping for out of this report is that DU as an institution can build a long-term relationship that we carefully cultivate with the Cheyenne and Arapaho as a result of the relationships we've begun to build in working on this report. What would it mean to be able to support Native students coming to our university with much better funding than we've been able to offer so far. Could we do exchanges between professors at DU and professors at the community colleges on the tribal, um, in the tribal community colleges on the reservations? Could we do educational exchanges? But one of the first things we're looking to do is create a memorandum of understanding, working with our administration and other interested parties to care for a long-term relationship with the Cheyenne and Arapaho. Another legacy that's coming out of this is that John Evans' descendants have come forward and they would like to be part of a healing process. Even today, there are, many, there are several John Evans' descendants who are involved in the spiritual healing run. And Evans' descendants, I met some of them over the weekend who are involved in this, and several of them Ten of them recently met with the Cheyenne and Arapaho descendants of the Sand Creek Massacre for a very poignant conversation in which one of the De Evans descendants shared a poignant poem that she wrote that is about her, her grappling with her own ancestors' role. So we hope at DU this can be a place where we can bring all of these voices together for a really meaningful exchange that happens from here forward so that we don't have this gap and we don't have this massive silence around our own past. And all of us, no matter where we stand, no matter where we come from, and no matter our knowledge of Evans or the Sand Creek Massacre or the mid-19th century period, um, can engage and can, can gain something from that exchange and can learn.